Welcome to the Paid and Exposure Podcast, a podcast about helping our community of photographers to reach the next level in their business. We just leveled up. Now here's your host, Charlotte photographer, Gavin B. Can I just pay you an exposure? I had one cat came on the pod, bro. He came on um, when I had a sports podcast. So this used to be a sports podcast, mm. but that's what I used to do. And man, bro came over to the pod and everything he had on Facebook was like lying. <laughs> so bro was sitting in front of me and I'm like, all right, like, let's talk. Like, you know, let's, so I'm bringing up stuff he said on Facebook. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Damn. Bro, it got to one point. I was like, yo, um, we talking about music because we dipped off into that. And so I was like, what you think about, uh, I think he said his favorite rapper at the time was like Lupe or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, what you think about Lupe? I didn't listen to it. I was like, what you think about Lupe? Like, I don't know. I'm like, hold on. So I looked at him. Then bro got on his phone. He started doing other stuff. I'm like, yo, my man. Like, and I, like, I ended the podcast. And then um, I stopped talking to him. And I think it bothered him because he wanted to come back. And mm. I was like, nah, we good. He never came on. So, having, like, you get guests like that, then you get guests who fully, like, they'll just talk. And I just let him. I'm like, yo, yeah. tell me what's up. Like, what's right. going on in your mind? So, having one is fun, man. What y'all want to talk about? Videography or business? I'm sorry. What y'all, what y'all podcast be about? Which was Oh, about? um, it's really, it's me and, and one of my good friends yeah. from Greensboro. So, I don't have a particular topic, so right now, um, you know, he's he's a lawyer, yeah, and mm-hmm. um, I'm an entrepreneur, yeah. So a lot of our conversations just stem from being coming from a particular area, being the ones out of our neighborhoods that graduated, mm-hmm. went to college, you know, achieved you know a certain level of success that a lot of our um, peers growing up didn't, and yeah. so we have a very interesting perspective. But every time we link up, it's just like. That's my boy. So, yeah. but but we feel like now more people need to hear the general conversations that we having because it may inspire and help people along the way. You know what's funny is that you had these conversations with people and you don't think it's nothing, right? Exactly, because it it's regular. It is regular. But but to other people, they like I don't be thinking like this. Exactly. Like I don't talk like this on a regular you know basis. They come around and they hear y'all talking and be like. Yo, let me know next time. Yeah, right, right, right. That'd be the funny part about it. Yeah, Um, yeah. It's funny, man. This podcast didn't do too much, man. Mm. It was all sports. That's why we got unscripted here. Nice, Behind you. And so my boy moved to Indy. Um, So he did. And so like, but he he moved for work. Mm. So I was like, all right, I'm going to have an entrepreneur podcast. Mm. So we're still unscripted, but entrepreneur. And then so I got tired of having people come on who really wasn't about... (laughs) What they said. Yeah. And so I said, all right. And so my wife was talking. She was like, yo, why don't you just do something on photography? Mm. I was like, all right. I'm like, what's the worst that's going to happen? So I did that. And then I had um, a lot of videographers is dipping into photography, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, it'd be cool to include them because it's something I want to do too. When I say videography, and I might talk talk to you about it after the pod. Like, I don't want to be a videographer. Sure. Like, it's a skill I don't have. Mm, sure, Which sure. is beautiful about, yeah. like, this space. When you right. know you don't have something, you like... Self-awareness is yes, key. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, but I want to learn um, the video portion. People just sit back there. I interview them, kind of so people can get a in, uh, in-depth about them. But I kind of say, like, all right, I want to start doing it outside, but I kind of want to, you know, in different areas versus here in the room. Mm. And I kind of want to see, like, 
what's going to make it interesting and mm. not necessarily like I'm not there to tell a story because that's not what I want to do but mm. just kind of say like all right you know you probably need to change the camera angle some yeah. people don't know that like yeah. yo you need to change the camera angle so many times so mm. people don't feel like they're looking at the same angle for 15 minutes straight right. you know but anywho anyway we recording by the way oh but okay. I just, it's all good yeah, it's all good I just, <laughs> I just uh do stuff like that don't worry about that yeah, anyway you gotta, you gotta if, warm them up. yeah <laughs> if you listening um it's your boy gavin aka whatever you heard the intro already so i appreciate you for running it back you are still with us this is still season two i don't even know if it's season two the point is it's episode 11 um i got a special guest in you probably been hearing him talk he said something that was dope though you talked about self-awareness and we're going to get there because I actually like starting there. But okay. before we get there, introduce yourself, man. Okay. Peace and blessings. Uh, my name is Khalil Lloyd, one third of Lloyd Visuals. Uh, we are a visual production company that um, strives to create memorable visuals that will stand the test of time. Amazing. So I'm guessing the main focus is videography. We talked about that, right? Yeah, that's, that's what we lead with. Mm-hmm. But um, we're moving now in 2020 more towards a creative agency. Mm. So... You'd be helping more entrepreneurs, I'm assuming, right? Or would it be more branding, entrepreneurship? Would it be like... Yeah, essentially, we didn't want uh, video production to pigeonhole us or box us in to just video. And what we've been realizing um, throughout just working and dealing with clients is that they'll come to us for... Uh, various amounts of things so yeah. photo video mm. but then I also have questions about how do you distribute the content once we deliver it um, which is another aspect and so you know creative consulting social media management like that's all within the wheelhouse so essentially you know we want to be a one-stop shop yeah. and um you know obtain the biggest bag <laughs> yeah absolutely right because <laughs> that's what we, i mean i feel comfortable saying that's what we really here for not like the only reason why we're here but sure. if you you know, if you still got to go find another bag, then it's just like, all right, what am I really doing? So right. we talked about self-awareness where you brought that up. This, you said you didn't want to pigeonhole yourself into just videography. Is it something mm-hmm. that you guys saw early on? Like, hey, we don't want to just be known for this. We kind of want to be a one-stop shop or like how did that just even come about? I mean, I think, you know, within life, we all personally wear different hats, right? Mm. You may be a husband, right. you may be a father, you may mm. work for a company, yeah. you know, you may have interest in playing a piano or something like that, right? Yeah. And so for us, we're very much the same way. We all have different interests, we all like to do different things. Um, and then in terms of business, we realize that we are also very talented in other things other than videography. Absolutely. Um, now, videography may be like the cash cow, what we can essentially charge the most for because of the time and the expertise that it takes. Mm-hmm. But um, there's opportunity uh, within the business that we've created for us to expand our services. And so once we started realizing that opportunity through trial and error and just through working, uh, it just made sense for us to kind of lean into more of a broader space to offer more services. That's dope. So you said you one third. Yep. The other two individuals are. Yep. Najim and Malik, so my two younger brothers. Really? Shout out so to them. brother running the show, man. That's right, man. You know what? <laughs> I think for me, I take leadership as um, really approach where you got to know when to take the back seat as well because mm-hmm. everybody is like diversely talented in their own right. Like I feel like, you know, God has blessed each individual with different talents. So yeah. going back to self-awareness, it's all about, you know, figuring out, okay, what is my 
passion, yeah. right? And and what am I very talented at? How can I monetize that? But in terms of like a team with us, um, everybody is diversely talented in a specific area. Yeah. And so that helps because we all work together. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily say that, you know, I, uh, I steer the ship too much, but in terms of business, uh, with my experience, I, I try to just get in where I fit in. But Najim and Malik, man, those guys are, they the truth. You know, really? so I, I take their lead a lot of times. Yeah. I know you're proud of them. Oh, without a doubt. And yeah, without a doubt. So you're the oldest. Is it something that you just rounded them up and said, hey, let's do this? Or did one of them say, hey, like, how did that even come about? Because we can get into this later when mm-hmm. we get to uh, the main topic, which is business. But mm-hmm. working with family tough, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> something can go yeah. wrong. You got to know boundaries. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So for, like, sure, for sure. How did even the, like, coming up with this and saying us three going to go into business came together? Yeah. Yeah, we get that a lot every time people realize that we're brothers and we're in yeah. business together, the, the first question is, oh, I couldn't do that. Or yeah. more, more so not a question, but a statement is like, yo, I couldn't do that. Yeah. Like, I don't see how you guys yeah. work together. Because <laughs> if I was to work with my sister or brother, like we would be ripping each other's hair out. Uh-huh. Um, but for us, it, it all stems from like a common goal. Mm. Um, and our common goal is to provide for our family. I mean, point blank period is for Beautiful. us to be able to... Um, take our family from A to B to C and for us to improve our lifestyle ultimately. Um, so yeah, I mean, us rallying together among uh, for that common goal really yeah. just helps kind of level the playing field. And, um, you know, I think all of our personalities are very much so like cool, calm, collected. Okay. You know, we don't necessarily argue like that. We will disagree, yeah. but we won't necessarily like argue or fight. Gotcha. Um, because it's all about that common goal. So, all right, there's a situation, and y'all not seeing head to head. How does it get settled, man? <laughs> within any relationship, trust and communication is key. Okay. So I'm I'm a big communicator. I over communicate. Okay. okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, throughout my life, I've been able to, um, I I feel like I've really thrived in areas where we needed to communicate and there was teamwork involved. Yeah. And so, um, you know, with those two components, trust and communication, I mean, nothing is ever going to get out of line to Absolutely. where, you know, we come to, to blows with each other or we oh, yell so at the screen. The house, nah, I mean, oh, we, you, man, nah, <laughs> we, we used to back in the day, you know, when we was coming up, but nowadays, nah, I mean, we grown, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? We trying to get to the chicken, so. <laughs> That's funny because, uh, so, my mom and sister, my mom's a social worker, but my mom and sister, when they first, um, so everybody in my family, let's put it like this, everybody on my mom's side of the family has some type of health care something, right? Mm-hmm. My cousin's a pharmacist, my granddad was a nurse, um, everybody on my mom's side of the family, except for me, is, is a CNA, like that's like they side hustle, right? And so I just remember, um, but they all in Florida, so up here it's just my mom and sister, so to speak. And so me and my dad was just laughing because my mom and sister was like, oh, we might go into business together. And we like, heck no. <laughs> so that's, I'm always interested to see there. So we got a dope show today. We're going to dive into business in a little bit. However, we're going to, um, we got to get into some quick hot topics right quick, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. So I had, um, shout out to Alex Treble, Treble, excuse me. She going to kill me for that. And me and her was talking about stuff that got to stop this decade. 
And since we on the topic of business, that's the main thing. And like monitoring your business, making sure you have a good business. What do you notice that entrepreneurs need to stop doing this decade? It's 2020 now. So we got to make some changes. We got to figure out what's, you know, what's going to be smart to do. What's some stuff that you notice that either people do that just need to stop? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think. You know, us as entrepreneurs, we have to stop relying on social media as the sole mm. source of marketing. Um, Absolutely. I always think from the standpoint of take social media away, how would you market your business? Huh. And um, lean into that. Okay. It's easy to start up an Instagram page, Facebook page. I mean, especially if you're a millennial, um, it, it, it just take a couple clicks. Yeah. You know, <laughs> throw up a photo. Hey, this is what I do, offer services. But... Um, think we got to stop just looking to social media uh for for our primary marketing needs now that's not to say that don't do that but still have a healthy balance of making sure that you have your administrative side worked out your paperwork worked out so that when people send you um you know inquiry you can say hey boom here are some packages or here Mm. you know is an intro document about who we are and Get more comfortable just meeting people, shaking hands, and really developing those relationships offline. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. Um, in our Facebook group today, um, shout out to Rico. He actually posted about like Facebook ads, right? And so I was telling him, I was like, you need to look into Instagram ads because they're real cheap right now. Like you, just because Facebook is trying to push people to do like story ads and things of that nature. Most people don't know, like, the inventory for them is, like, wide open and it's cheaper. But then I was telling, um, I was also telling my homeboy, because me and him was texting outside of the group. And I was like, man, so many people solely depend on social media. I was like, if Insta- if Facebook shut down tomorrow, a lot of people's businesses <laughs> right. is in trouble. Exactly. And so that's interesting you say that. Um, you know, I'm trying to think, what's one thing I need people to stop doing, man? Well, I need people to read their emails and respond to their emails. For sure. Uh, coming from me, the person who thought he emailed you a week earlier and didn't. But I got to, you know, it's time to, I was telling you this offline. It was like, I'm getting into this point now where I'm saying like, all right, I'm going to start writing down everything and making a checklist. Even right. if it's a daily before I go to bed. Um, so y'all, if you, y'all out there, y'all listening, please check your emails. Do it. I promise you. If you check your emails and you check your DMs, if you're going to use social media that heavily, the least you can do is make sure yeah. you check it regularly. Yeah, and I'm gonna be honest. I mean, I'm I'm a stickler for my email. Like yeah. that's that's where my money is. Yeah, you know what absolutely. I mean, that's where my clients are communicating with me through the most. Like my yeah. vendors, my contractors. Like I have to maintain a pretty like sane email inbox. Absolutely. Um, because I never, you know, you can be one step away, one handshake away, one email away from that next big opportunity. Mm. And so if you don't, if you're not a good steward of um, that communication outlet, I mean, you know, you're not going to be very successful in yeah. business unless you just put somebody in charge, like we were talking about offline, Absolutely. somebody hiring um, an assistant mm-hmm. or some type of administrative per- person that's going to manage the inbox or what have you. But, um, you know, just coming from a corporate background, like emails are so important. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> in most people who work in corporate notice, you can be working for somebody. If you don't answer an email, you're going to be in trouble. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Somebody going to be hovering over you like, hey, did you see the email? Did you respond to it? Can you respond to it? Right. Nothing worse than when your boss come to you and be like, yo, 
did you do such and such? And you'd be like, yeah, why didn't you email it back? Right. Oh, my right. bad. Or did you see this email? Nah, why, what are you doing that you didn't see? Yeah. So that's yeah. tough there. Um, What's y'all goals for 2020? Yeah, Either man. you personally, it don't even have to be on the business tip, but like, mm. what's some personal and business goals for you? Yeah, I think personally, and so I'm in this process and I'm a little bit behind the eight ball, but I, I am in the process of actually writing down specifically personal goals uh-huh. and business goals. I've been focused more so on business goals just because um, that's just where I'm at right now. Yeah. But for me, man, I just want to take things to the next level. Um, I think it's easy for us to say like, oh, okay, we have this financial goal. Yeah. And it's good to set those financial goals, but I always look at it from the standpoint of, you know, every day is like a new opportunity to like get it right. Every day is a new year, essentially. Right. Yeah. And so I don't, I, while it's really good to take every year to say, all right, let's reset, let's reevaluate, Absolutely. let's, you know, figure out what we can do to improve. I also feel like that's a daily conversation that I have with myself. Mm. Um, and it's just about like getting better each day and yeah. how simple that may sound. It's just like, man, if you, it's, it's, it's little small steps that equal up to the big mm. move and a big opportunity. Yeah. So you can just focus on just chipping at it brick by brick, you know, one day yeah. at a time, then essentially and eventually you'll end up, you know, <laughs> achieving that goal mm-hmm. if, you, if you do what you got to do mm. let me ask you this yeah is it something that you and your brother sit down and say hey this is our business goals for this year or this is what we're going to do or do you kind of look at your year in review and say like all right we did i'm just throwing out something we did 20 mm-hmm. weddings last year let's mm-hmm. do 30 this year yeah or is it or is it just something where you guys just just come together and say, hey, this is what I'm, how does that work? Because it is more than just you. Your company mm-hmm. is bigger than just you. Exactly. So how does yeah. that work? Yeah, it's a combination of, of both. It's a combination of us saying like, okay, these are all the projects that we did last year. This yeah. is the revenue that we brought in last year. Yeah. Um, let's do this times 10, right? Okay. Like Grant Cardone has this um, methodology called the 10 times rule. So it's mm. like, if you want to make a million dollars, you need to, actually be setting your sets on $10 million. Absolutely. Um, and so that's the approach. That, like a week ago. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly I mean, talking. I don't, you know, I filter out a lot of information um, that yeah. I get online. Like yeah. some stuff sticks with me, some stuff doesn't. But I think um, the mindset of successful people, the mindset of a millionaire and a billionaire, something that really intrigues me. So um, I try to apply that to what we're doing uh, in some regard. But yeah, we sit down and we say, I always start from a lifestyle approach. Like, what type of lifestyle y'all want to live? Mm. Right? Okay. And then, you know, based upon the lifestyle that you want to live, okay, well, this is what we need to do in order to live that lifestyle. If we yeah. want to travel a lot, um, if you want to have multiple uh, houses in, in different cities and different countries and states or what have you, yeah. then, all right, well, this is the type of money that we got to start bringing in. And so, I think really big and broad, and then I narrow that so that we can create actionable items, actionable steps to achieve those goals. Okay. So I'm about to go off grid. Sure. And everybody who listens to this knows that I find myself on a topic that we didn't talk about. Oh, good. So before y'all, before the mics got turned on, my man came in here and stunned it. You know, a lot of people like to travel. They like to go places, right? <laughs> Before, and I'm going to let you get on, we're going to let you talk about that if sure. you want to, but 
My man didn't say, hey, you know, I went to the beach. <laughs> I went to Miami. I went to L.A. No, 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 no. Where did you go? South Africa. Okay, let y'all, <laughs> let that sink in for folks, man. You came in here and I said, how you been? You said, I'm good. Just trying to, you know, get back in the, the groove. And I said, all right, bet. Like, what, you been traveling? You good? It's like, oh, yeah, I was in South Africa. And I was like, okay, let's rewind. That ain't, just, <laughs> that ain't the street over. That ain't downtown Charlotte. That ain't West Bullock. That's just, right. that's a whole nother beautiful place. But the reason why um, I kind of want to big up Akon, who just got his own city. Big up Akon. And, and I told, um, I was texting my boys. I said, I don't think we realize how beautiful that is. Man. My went, my man went from singing on Jeezy's like chorus, <laughs> come on, to going to saying, "Hey, I have my own city in the motherland." To me, that was just mind blowing. Man, what is that like? What did you think when you first heard that? Man, first and foremost, I'm a huge Akon fan. Uh -huh. I mean, even from like back in the day, Soul Survivor. Yeah, you know what I mean, when he was with Jeezy doing his thing, um, to Locked Up. I mean. Yeah. I've just been a huge fan of Akon, and yeah. I've been following his story for quite some time now. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Akon, a, a stone cold hustler. You know what I'm he saying? Really if is. you really understand his story and how he came up, like, Absolutely. I, if I'm not mistaken, I, I don't want to butcher his story, but he was born in Africa, um, in Senegal. I'm pretty sure it was Senegal, and then came back over to Atlanta State, and then had some time up north and was got in some trouble, what have yeah. you, with some cars. But nonetheless. Um, what he's doing in Africa with mm -hmm. Acon City, with Acoin, his own yeah. currency, <laughs> with um, light up Africa. light up Africa, with with having you know electricity company and and doing these different things. I heard he's partnering with the organization in North Carolina, mm -hmm. actually doing a lot of solar energy as yeah. well. Um, I mean, brother is inspiring, and I think he is you know a prime example of you know what somebody from nothing essentially yeah. can end up becoming and and i mean getting a, a credit line of a billion dollars through china i mean th this is some of the stuff that akon is doing so we talk about like stunting i yeah. mean akon <laughs> is 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 the quintessential Let's you see. know what i mean stunner so you the only rapper who got his own money in his own city like literally let that sink in i i to me, when I heard it, I said, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And, you know, I was watching him, and I don't like Vlad that much. <laughs> you know, everybody know how Vlad do. But when he sat down with Vlad and he said, you know, I was trying to light up Africa, and then people was making calls and pulling me to the side and was like, hey, what you're doing can cause wars Facts. in different countries that you have nothing about just because you want to give electricity right. to, to your hometown. I was like, wow. And then he talked about how, you know, he got that billion dollar, that, you know, yeah, that, credit. that credit. And it's just like, wait a second. You just, somebody was like, yo, we give you this. Right. Which, you know, you got to pay back, whatever. It doesn't matter. Somebody saying you have this amount of money available mm -hmm. to you. It's mind blowing. And then for you to say, oh, I'm going to go get my own city. And then, yeah. you know, to me, it was mind blowing. So before we get to this business part, shout out to my boy Mike, because we always, uh, we have a podcast. I got too many dog on podcasts. We got our podcast. We need to have you on that one, too. It's called Business Stir Fry. Okay. You would love that podcast. Nice. You probably, I probably wouldn't even talk because Mike does all the talking. He knows everything. But anyway, <laughs> we had this question that we always talk about our favorite hustlers, our favorite businessmen, yeah. our favorite entrepreneurs. For Who sure. is your favorite 
entrepreneur. Yeah, that's easy for me. I okay. Mean, you know, rest in power, Nip Hustle. Okay. Yeah, Nip the Great. I mean, he my favorite entrepreneur, artist. Yeah. Um, yeah, of all time. I also have to give it to, uh, like, Dame Dash. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Jay-Z. Yeah. Um, what was it about Nip? Man, I think Nip was... He was before uh, his time. He was ahead mm-hmm. of his time, you know. Early. In terms of just, like, his thought process. Yeah. And being in an environment, but still thinking outside of his environment. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what's interesting is that, you know, we talk about Akon, we talk about Africa. You know, Nip is Eritrean. Yeah. So he got a chance at an early age to go to Eritrea mm-hmm. and tap in with his people and mm-hmm. tap in with, you know, his, his African roots, which is yeah. very powerful because when you know who you are, yeah, that grounds you in a real way. And so um, I think obviously that bled through his music, that bled through, you know, him being an entrepreneur. But yeah, just his business savvy, his acumen yeah. um, was... Man, it it was very very uh, sharp and unique, and for him to keep authenticity at the forefront is something that I'm really inspired about uh, by because you don't really see, you know, too many um, entrepreneurs, you know, millionaires or what have you, billionaires that come from, you know, the disenfranchised Absolutely. neighborhoods and things of that nature that maintain that. Authentic, uh, authenticity about themselves, yeah. but at the same time, a stone cold negotiator. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And so, what he was doing with the Crenshaw store to the technology, mm-hmm. um, shout out Idris, uh, um, Idris on that as well, his, his uh, CTO at the time. And um, to see him rally up his whole crew and his family. Absolutely. Under a common goal, back yeah. to kind of, you know, what I was Which, talking about yep. with me and my brothers. Mm-hmm. Like for me, Man, that's that's everything. I think um, I remember. I ain't gonna say we. I remember when I thought he was crazy for selling his CD for mm. four hundred dollars. Right. And I just remember I was just like, "Who is this guy?" Because we, I was, we were younger. It wasn't mm. like uh, recent. And I just remember I'm like, "Who is this guy thinking he finna get a CD off for a hundred dollars?" And then Jay Z sent it was like, "Send me a thousand. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, I was just yeah. like, "Yo." I don't. I didn't get it. Right. You know what I'm saying. And then I always tell people I didn't hop onto him until um, right before his last CD came out, and I was paying attention to what he was talking about. Okay. And listening, and he was talking about crypto, and he was just talking about business, and he was like, "I want to buy up Crenshaw. Like, I really want to." Mm-hmm. He was talking about, um, you know, it. It wasn't. It. It was becoming. By that time, I was becoming like my own man, my own like I was paying attention more to business, so to speak. Right. And I remember just paying attention to him, and um, I credit not all of his success. I credit a lot of, um, you know, especially at the end, Lauren London coming in and just inspiring him too. Oh yeah. You know, me and my homegirl that night, it was it was messed up because I was supposed to do a podcast today. He passed. And I remember my homegirl was over here, and I said, yo, we got to talk about Lauren London. Like, we ain't going to talk about Nipsey. Mm. We're going to talk about her because how women inspire men. And if you got right. a good girl, she'll just push you all the way there. Duh-duh. And we about to push the record button, and all hell broke loose. But nonetheless, man, um, and a great last album, too. Man. Great. Um, phenomenal. Yeah, I liked it. It. I'm on record, so I can't walk it back. Mm. 
I think for me, it was my second favorite album of that year. The first one was Pusha T's album. Okay. But, you know, okay. I have, it's yeah. everybody who here, they like, come on. But for me, it was just, um, but nonetheless, man, his, his album was beautiful. What was your favorite? Mm. What's your favorite Nipsey song? Let's do that. Oh just man, random stuff. That's happens, a that's bro. a tough one. That's a tough <laughs> one because uh, you know, a, a album that's really underrated to me is No Pressure. Okay, um, it's a collab album with him and uh, his homie Bino, mm-hmm. and um, he got this one song on there called uh, None of This. Okay, yeah, None of This, uh, Effortless. This is the first track on uh, okay. on No Pressure. Um, but you know, I'm a fan, so like on Crenshaw. I mean, I can just let let Crenshaw ride. Okay. Mailbox money. You okay. know what I'm saying? Ocean views. I mean, I can go on and on. Uh, all I got to do is just throw it on shuffle and I'm going to vibe out. Good. So, yeah. That's yeah. amazing, man. When you, um, what, this is, I'm telling you, this is random. What you listen to when you, when you edit it, whether it's photo, video, no matter what, mm-hmm. what you listen to? Yeah. Um, and I just got done editing like 400 pictures for, uh, for Young Black Leadership Alliance, where I was out in South Africa with them, so That's shout a out to just to, give you to uh, that was a stunt <laughs> right there, <laughs> man. Um, so yeah, shout out to, to John Martin and the whole team over at YBLA. Um, they're really doing some great things for mm-hmm. our for our youth um, in the Charlotte community. But um, yeah, I just got done editing that. Really, I listen to a lot of interviews. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, kind of just you know when I'm editing, I like Tiny Desk. Um, but I have been, I make playlists. So every time I travel, I'll make a playlist and okay. I'll just play that back. Uh, I'm a big like Burning Boy fan. So okay. I love like Afro beats. I yeah. love, uh, you know, even just Caribbean type music, you Absolutely. know, Afro fusion type music. Um, and then, you know, I love the little babies and I love, yeah. you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like uh, what I've been on, Roddy Rich, you know, yeah. his, his album Crazy too. It so is. I've been bumping Roddy Rich heavy. It is. So yeah, it's Shout you know. out to him for having the number one song. Yeah, man, <laughs> the, the box. At first, I didn't know how I felt about it, but you know, it just kind of grows on you. It's, it, uh, it it's does. a banger. When Ballin came out uh, early in the summer, I told my boys, I said, y'all don't know who this kid is. Go, but y'all need to be playing this song. Yeah. This thing, it, 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 it listen to his last album. Listen to well, it's a essentially a mixtape. Mix yeah, but listen okay. to his like last mixtape. It's nice. It's crazy. All right, cool. I'm gonna yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this, and you might not have had the time to reflect, but what was the biggest lesson you learned out there in Africa? Yeah, and it don't so. even have to be what you learned at the events, but just being there. I know you said um, here's another stunt from you that wasn't your first time going nah nah but, it wasn't so even if it was from your first two times going or whatnot but mm-hmm. what's one thing you learned by going over there yeah so this is my third time in south africa um mm-hmm. you know i learned so much <laughs> uh-huh, to I be it's, it's hard to just kind of narrow it down into a couple things but what i will say is that it's very important for um people of the Af- African diaspora to touch back yeah to to go home yeah. to the to the continent mm. that's so important for a few reasons right i mean i talked earlier about um the po- the the power of knowing yourself yeah and you can't truly know yourself or be aware of who you truly are with, without going back to where your people are from. Mm. And so, you know, obviously I'm not going to get into no whole historical kind of debate or conversation, yeah. but, you know, if you are hip to 
um, how we got over to this country. You got to understand that we came from somewhere. Absolutely. And if you're able to trace your roots back, I would highly suggest to do that. Yeah. But nonetheless, being able to still talk and converse with people in Africa is very, very enriching because you're now able to build a bridge, right? Mm -hmm. Like the same questions that we have about people in Africa are the same questions they have about black Americans. Absolutely. So for example, I had a brother that asked another person that I was with, you know, why do you call yourselves African Americans? Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. And, you know, I had to step in and I had to say, you know, I understand where you're coming from, brother. Um, to be honest, I don't feel like the term is politically correct either. It's either you're African, you're American, you're Chinese, yeah. you're Indonesian. Absolutely. You come from a specific nationality or a nation. Yeah. Whereas African American is like, you know, one of those terms that just was just made up. Together. Yeah, it's just yeah. It don't give you no backbone. No, no it doesn't. Backstory. It no. doesn't. So you know, from conversations like that, but to even like going into the townships in South Africa and really being able to be immersed in the culture and what was going on yeah. uh, within these men, these orphans and these kids that, you know, to some would seem like, you know, they're hopeless, yeah. but they don't have the basic necessities and the education and, and the nourishment that we have access to over here. Yeah. And so for me, I'm always able to take a step back and appreciate how blessed we really are. Absolutely. Um, and then there's a complex in South Africa specifically because apartheid was a huge yeah. kind of, uh, you know, shifter and and historical piece that happened in South Africa where mm -hmm. they actually had to implement laws for black people, for the native people. Yeah. And they had to carry around what was called a dome pass, mm. translated right. to stupid pass. Mm. And they couldn't be out after 6 p.m., right? So understanding, like, the historical kind of context of, of some places in Africa, you know, I was just in South Africa, so that's why the information is pretty fresh. But um, you're able to now have really in-depth conversations about, like, okay, well, apartheid was happening here in the 1960s. Yeah. Well, what was happening in the U.S. Absolutely. in the 1960s, right? Yeah, you know, we had the civil rights movement and different absolutely. things going on. So you realize there's some parallels that happen um, that have happened in different places around the world. Mm. And um, when you can bridge that that gap between an African brother or sister and a black American or African in America, whatever term you want to use, yeah. that's that's really powerful because yeah. all they want for us is is to be united again. Yeah. And um, I was having I, real quick, man, I was having yeah. this conversation Saturday from with an older gentleman. Um, and we were just talking about Africa and he was saying that he was having a conversation with another African, I want to say in Ghana. Mm -hmm. And they were saying, you know what? They didn't just take just anybody. Yeah. They took our best. Mm. If you made it throughout the transatlantic slave trade Absolutely. and you made it through that voyage, not weak at all. you were strong. You come from strong genes. Absolutely. So when you realize that, you know, they yearn for us to be able to come back and help you know, in ways that we can, right? Because black culture is like from an American, uh, uh, you know, export, if you will, it's yeah. like the, the most heavily like exported 
commodity Absolutely. black culture is mm-hmm. right so when yeah. you look at it from that aspect it's like man you know we we rule the world we just don't necessarily own you know you know and that's a whole nother conversation you know so as we get into not, to nah, business i like that man that's i told you this podcast <laughs> i told you how it goes man nah that's beautiful man um all right so let's let's round this out man yeah Let's get on business, man. For sure. Let's do it. I talked to you before and I said, you know, a lot of people don't understand business. They don't understand um, a lot about business. They don't know how to handle business. They don't Mm. know how to start their business. They don't know how to finish it. So let's let's dive into business right quick. Um, Mm. When you first decided, I want to go into business for myself, Mm -hmm. not necessarily, and we can, you can focus on even when you was working with you was working for someone mm. where you made a transition. Yeah. What was the first couple of things in setting up your own business that you found out to be important? And any mistakes you might have made along the way? Yeah, I think that for me, I realized that just the basic fundamentals of business is, you know, you have to get it incorporated, Absolutely. right? You you know, whether that's an LLC, mm-hmm. right? And under LLC, you have the sole proprietor. Yeah. You have a partnership. Um, you know, you have a, a list of other entities mm-hmm. within an LLC. You have an S-Corp yeah. corporation. So once you just educate yourself on the types of businesses Absolutely. that you can start, it's a quick Google search. You can go to um, North Carolina Secretary of State website, mm-hmm. and they actually walk you through the process. Absolutely. So it's not rocket science. Um, but, you know, so that was a process that I had to learn. You know, after that, uh, if you want to do business, uh, you have to get a tax ID number. Yeah. Which is <laughs> an EIN number. So you yeah. can go on the IRS yeah. website. Y'all get in the game right now. So if you, you know, are aspiring entrepreneur, this is what you do. You go to the Secretary of State. Well, first, you may want to figure out what you want to do first. But yeah. after you get that figured yeah. out, go to Hopefully Secretary you know Right, for sure. <laughs> go to the website, you know, study up, or even just consult a lawyer or an accountant um, that will help walk you through the process if you don't want to do it on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, but after you get your entity structure, then from there, you want to go ahead and get your EIN number. Um, so that this will give you the ability to start your own bank account, um, get a P.O. box um, if that's something that you want as well. And, you know, from there you're able to really like receive monies. Um, so those would be like the two, like foundational things that you want to get in place. Um, and then I also, I always say like, you know, on the legal side, you want to make sure that you have, um, you know, your paperwork in place, your contracts, make sure you're set up the right way from a legal perspective. And then, um, have a good accounting and CPA by your side because, um, you know, that's one thing that is, you know, for me is a learning curve right now is yeah. we're in tax season. So Absolutely. working on, you know, reconciling books and, and making sure that we can uh, be in a good position to file when we need to file. And we're ahead yeah. of the, we're ahead of the curve, you know, this go around, but it, it took, you know, years Bruh. of like not, no, really knowing and understanding right. what needed to be done on the business side because it's so easy when you're getting paid from a company they yeah spin it they, yeah somewhere else. and they take they take the taxes out every check yeah right so you know when you're handling business you want to make sure that if you're selling a product then you make sure you have sales tax if yeah. you you know have contractors that if you're paying them above six hundred dollars then they need a 1099, Absolutely. right? And you have to file your 1099 before uh, January 31st. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, there's just, you know, tricks of the trade and, and just rules that you have to abide by um, when you have your own business that 
nobody's necessarily going to teach you. Nobody. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Y'all getting game for real. Um, You know what I noticed? I don't know. Most people don't know that uh, CP here has a whole business course. They do. And it's yeah. free. Yeah. And I tell, when people come up to me and they say, hey, man, I'm thinking about starting my own business. I always say, go to CP. Yeah. I said they have a course. They actually just sent me an email because once you sign up for one course, they just they send you everything. They send yeah. you everything and they let you know every time it comes around. Yeah. And I say sign up for each course yeah. that you know nothing about, right? Yep. I say because you'll learn so much. Also, you said something about like getting ahead of the curve, bro. I remember. All right, the first year I started my business, I didn't. I was I started, but I didn't do that much business, so it was easy to like keep up with everything, right? Yeah. So then the second year, um. At my old job, I was talking to the bookkeeper, mm. and I was telling her like what I was doing, and uh, I was explaining to her about QuickBooks. I was in there, mm. and she she gave me a, a gem that I did not use, mm-hmm. but I wish I did. Mm. She said, "Dedicate a time every month or every quarter where you just keep you reconcile your books and you yep. just make sure everything is up to par." And I was like, "Really?" And she was like, "Yeah, yeah." And she said, "A third of everything you make, put it up." She was like, you're going to need it later. And I was like, "Yeah, whatever, man. Like, I heard her, but I didn't hear her. I didn't listen. I don't even know. And, you know, at the end of the year, man, trying to find mileage, you know, trying to look at invoices, making sure sure everything was closed out was pretty easy, you know what I'm saying? But looking at it and saying, making sure money was going in the right place. One thing she told me that I definitely listened to, she was like, because I already had my text ID, Mm. and she said, uh, get you a bank account and right. don't use that bank account for nothing uh, yeah. outside of your business. Yeah. Cause she was like, you don't want to be fishing through later trying to figure out was this for business? Was it not? And I, I did that. Yeah. So it made a lot of things easier. And after I spoke to her, I t- she said, go speak to an accountant. You don't have to hire one, but just speak to one just so you can see what was up. And I spoke yeah. to an accountant and the accountant said, absolutely. What she told you was hundred percent correct. Right. She was like, keep that money separate. So if y'all listening, keep your money separate. Yeah. Um, so, but it was just funny. Tax time came. And so I'm trying to get everything in order. I'm on the phone with TurboTax. They got me a CPA who's like dedicated to help me. And the CPA was just like, next year, you should start early. And so I was like, all right. Right, you know, yeah, it right, right, right. So it's funny to hear you say that now. Um, how do you go about, and I don't want to dive like into your personal stuff, nah, of course, but like, how do you, you go about paying yourself? And especially with you got two other people, is it like mm. a monthly thing you say, hey, this is what I'm doing, or is it after every gig? Like, how does that work? Because mm, mm, that's yeah. something I'm trying to figure out myself now that I do this completely full-time. You know what I'm saying? How do you go about those? Yeah, no, that's a good question. So I don't pay myself okay. right now. Yeah. Um, so right now we're set up as a partnership, so yeah. I can take owner's distribution Yeah. Um, based upon what I need. Yeah. And I write that off as owner's distribution, but ultimately on a personal side, I get taxed on that. Yeah. Um, but if you are looking, you know, let's say your business is bringing in substantial amounts of money and you can pay yourself a salary, then what may be good for you to look into is changing into an S-Corp. Absolutely. And so, you know, where S-Corp essentially is how I was um, informed about it, you know, you just take. Um, like Jeff Bezos, for example, he's the mm-hmm. CEO of you know Amazon. Everything. But I mean, that's pretty much. He, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Jeff Bezos does not have access to the Amazon account. Yeah. He's a salaried employee, mm-hmm. and so that's essentially you know what you want to start looking into once you start bringing in a lot of dough. Yeah. And saying okay, well maybe I want to pay myself fifty thousand dollars this year. Yeah. 
Um, and then you still have the option to give yourself an owner's distribution at the end of the year yeah. as if it were a bonus. Yeah. Um, but then you start getting into, you know, if you are an entrepreneur and you, you your income is solely reliant or coming from your business. Yeah. Um, if you're young and you're looking to maybe purchase a house or you're yeah. looking to make these big, you know, purchases that need your personal taxes, um, then you want to make sure that you can now pay yourself the adequate amount of money so that you can qualify for, let's say, at home home loan, for example. Yeah. Um, so those are the things that you want to start thinking about. This is the stuff that I didn't necessarily know coming mm-hmm. into the game. <laughs> so, you know, but it's, it's each one teach one. You know, yeah. we got to continue to lift as, our, as we climb. So that's why yeah. it's so important for us to have this, this dialogue because I'm sure there are, you know, a bunch of entrepreneurs that, you know, maybe working full time and then doing it on the side and have aspirations to transition over into entrepreneurship full time. And I'm letting you guys know that's listening, like do that. I encourage you to do that, but still make sure you do your checks and balances um, before you jump out there in a deep end um, like that. So, but yeah, that's, that's essentially how we get down. It's owner's distribution right now, but we're essentially going to switch over to a S corp so that we can pay ourselves salary. Dope. Yeah. Um, Hopefully I'll be following y'all soon <laughs> after that. Cause it's it's funny now. Um, I've been doing this full time for only three months, and it's like so. I'm trying to figure all of that part out, right? I'm mm. saying like, all right, I have money coming in, and then I'm like, all right, I know to put some up. I put some up to the side, but then I say, all right, once that's taken care of, mm-hmm. then I'm like, all right, this is what I got left. Of. So I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out that same way and that way of making sure all of this works. So that's why mm. I was asking you those personal questions. Yeah, um, no, no, no. It's it's interesting. So, what? Let's talk about this. What don't you like doing? Cause you you do you know mm. you do videography, but you're going to become more of a um, an agency. Mm-hmm. What what type of gigs don't you like doing? Cause everybody has the gigs. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like photographing kids. Like yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. No, another great question. You know, we talk a lot about this in terms of what do we actually want to do, right? So you always walk the balance of paying the bills and doing what you just want to do. Yeah. In terms of, you know, we're we're creators. We're, we're creatives that happen to create, yeah. right? So as a creative, your desire is to create content that's pleasing to you and you yeah. alone, hopefully, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously, we get outside pressures, social media, stuff that, you know, may inspire us or may, like, stunt our creative growth. But I think that for us, we realize that uh, weddings, for example, are something okay. that we don't <laughs> like to do too really? much. Yeah. Um, for various amounts of, of reasons. Um, yeah. We do love, however, to take on any project that is really um, about telling a story mm. is about, you know, tapping into the community and like reshaping a narrative, okay. you know, from, from our perspective. And so, yeah, anything story, storyline, yeah. um, you know, we're, we're all game for anything in terms of like the community, pushing the culture forward, music, fashion, um, you know, we're getting into a place where we are going to start creating our own content Absolutely. eventually and do less and less of service-based work. Right now, yeah. it's like, you know, a 70-30 split where, yeah. you know, it's, it's 
mostly service-based yeah. um, projects that, that, you know, we spend the most time on mm-hmm. um, for our clients. And then the other 30% is us just creating our own original content. Oh, got a new thing. So, all right, let's talk about that 30. What type of content do y'all like creating? Yeah, so we started last year a, a docu-series called New Age Creatives. Mm, and okay. so New Age Creatives came about from a desire to want to create more outside of our client-based work. Okay. So as Malik was graduating, um, as Malik was graduating, I was like, you know, I want to go ahead and um, provide some type of like opportunity for him to be able to create himself or to be able to express himself freely. And Mm -hmm. so um, I basically just bought tickets to New York and L.A., Mm-hmm. And I had already set up with one of my best friends um, uh, to record an episode with him and then another one of my, um, Neil, my fraternity brothers or whatnot, yeah. well, since they was in New York. So that was like our first, you know, New Age creative episode wow. filming up in New York. And then we went over to L.A. and, and recorded a couple more. <laughs> I just need y'all to hear him stunting. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> All right, that's dope, man. Um, So... Fun question here, because your brothers, your brothers gonna laugh at this. Describe your brothers. You got two brothers. Yeah, yeah. Which one is the wild one? I know you said they both pretty. All three y'all pretty chill. Which one yeah. is the wild one? Man, <laughs> I'm probably the wildest one. The wildest yeah, one? I'm probably the wildest one out of all of them. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah. So, is there so is there times where they gotta talk you off the ledge? On certain things that you might want to do. Yeah, I mean, I consult with them more so around. I'm a big strategy guy, so okay. I stay in my head a lot about like different moves. Like I'm a chess player, so I always think about like, okay. That's why you asked me about chess. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like you know, I just think about moves and I think about that in terms of business and life, you know. So I always, if I'm questioning something, I go to them for counsel, um, mm. especially because. You know, within business, sometimes it can get emotional, right, yeah. um, to a certain degree. Or, you know, you may have a client that says something the wrong way, whatever the case may be. But my Absolutely. thing is I always try to remove emotions from from business. You got to. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I do consult with them from time to time before I do or say anything, um, especially that will, like, potentially hinder the business or, you know, the, the forefront that is Lloyd Visuals because I have to operate as if, you know, I'm speaking on behalf of the company and not just Khalil Lloyd. Yeah. So that's something that, you know, I'm always mindful of. You know, um, it's funny. My wife does that to me and I do it for her too because, but she works more for like a corporation, right? Um, so with her company, they got guidelines, stuff they have to abide by. So it's totally fine. But for me, sometimes I'll be, Dealing with a client because I don't mind weddings. I like them. Mm. They nerve wracking. And and shout out to Alex who was on before you. Uh, and I'm gonna ask you this: Why you don't like weddings? But she said she don't like weddings because nobody's ever on time, and stuff just always. She's like stuff always starts late and it just throws her off. So she's like, I don't like weddings at all. Yeah. So it's funny. Um, you talking about? I always look at my company and I say I gotta represent my company, even though it's it's just me. You mm. know what I'm saying? Now I have people that work with me. But it's always, mainly it's just me, but the focus is the brand, right? And so it is funny. Sometimes you do have to talk yourself off a ledge or you have to have, and it's amazing that you have an amazing 
support system around you, your brothers to say, yeah. hey, nah, you know, Lloyd Visuals is, that's what's most important. Right. So, so going back to that, why don't you like weddings? Yeah, so uh, a couple of reasons. Okay. We, we've done maybe about five to six weddings um, in our tenure, um, but... Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts, like you said. There's yeah. a lot of moving parts. Um, there's a lot of uh, pressure to get the right shot um, if you're mm -hmm. doing photography. But even um, on the video side, you want to make sure you, you you're, you're catching the the kiss, right? Yeah. The, the vows and and the the bouquet, you know, toss yeah. and all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just the all of the moving parts and the factors that go into a wedding it being the one of the biggest days of somebody's life yeah that you are now responsible for capturing yeah, absolutely. but then for me on a business side you know unless i charged you know and 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 just a, a <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, unless I charge, you know, what I really wanted to charge, there wouldn't be a lot of people that would be able to like afford yeah. us. And so, you know, I just realized that that's just not our lane. You know, yeah. going back to self awareness, it's just like, mm -hmm. man, it's just that's just not our lane. We can do it because yeah. we have the capacity and capability to do it. Um, but that's not what we want to brand ourselves as. You know, um, a lot of clients. And this would be my final question too. My final question. Let me go ahead and give it to you since it's not on the board and we go on topic. My final question going to be to you is uh, what you wish clients knew because you just spoke about pricing. Mm -hmm. and, and, um, yeah. You know, one of my things is I always say with weddings is it's hard for a client, the person getting married, to understand that you can't say, hey, I missed the kiss or hey, y'all kissed too fast. Can we redo it? Right. <laughs> right, right. Um, or hey, your best friend who's been drinking since nine this morning kind of stumbled coming down the aisle. So we need to redo that picture. Right. So um, it's amazing that you said it. You say, hey, you know, somebody's listening right now. And they're, they're probably thinking like, oh, well, you know, that's why they pay you. So mm -hmm. you can get the kiss and you can get the right. bouquet toss. But some people don't understand that everything ain't done gracefully. Uh, yeah. It ain't a production. It's yeah. really like, hey, I'm recording your day. So but what's one thing you wish clients and they don't have to be weddings, it can be just doing yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in your business. What's one thing you wish clients knew? Yeah. And and I think to your point before I, I answer the question that you know, it's, it's about contingency, right? It's yeah. about like accounting for things that you can't account for up front. Mm. And that's something important to, yeah. to consider. And that, that may not be something that clients think about. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's something that we have to, you know, as people that are being hired to provide a service is yeah. that there are some things like you can plan and plan and plan, but there gets a point to where you can't plan no more. You have to just do and then you have to adapt and react, yeah. you know, in, in the best way that you can. Absolutely. You know what I mean? To, to make sure that you do your job. Absolutely. Um, so that's that's one thing. Some people will understand it. Some people won't. But I think, uh, you know, what I will want clients to know more is to for on my end, I tell clients everything that I want them to know. OK. Ahead of time. <laughs> Expectations. I mean, that's why we got contracts in place. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because what it does is it holds us accountable. It holds me accountable as the, um, you know, contractor. And the person that you're hiring to Absolutely. say, okay, this is what I'm going to provide for you. It's going to be a three to five minute documentary edit, a one minute yeah. highlight, 50 photos. That's in black and white. Yeah. Um, 
And now what you're responsible is this payment structure, right? <laughs> so this 50, 50% deposit, 25, 25, whatever the case may be, yeah. um, that's your expectation. And obviously all the logistical things that we need in order to get the job done. Um, but I think that, you know, back to communication, you got to communicate, you know, even some of those tough, uh, you know, maybe awkward things to talk about with your mm. clients. Um even if you're doing something for them that's like outside of your wheelhouse or you're giving them more photos than yeah. they pay for. Like that's something to tell your client because a couple things, you want to preserve the integrity of your work and what you do and not short sell yourself, yeah. but then also let them know like, hey, I'm actually doing you a favor. Yeah, um, I'm looking out. Exactly. And so I think, man, like for me, um, it's hard to really explain to clients what it takes post-production yeah. like pre-production i can say hey you know this is what we're doing storyboarding we're going to give you a script you know we're going to provide um you know xyz documents so that you can understand what's going on yeah. the production that self-explanatory we show with the cameras you know it's on and popping yeah post-production when we in the editing room that's hours and hours of us you know, the team, me and Malik kind of going back and forth, figuring out, piecing together certain, um, you know, video parts to make sure that we can deliver um, a good product. And so, mm -hmm. you know, the time that it takes, we try to let customers know up front, like, hey, break it down hourly, because that's the best way for people to understand Absolutely. the timing yeah. perspective. But, um, you know, outside of that, if you're not really uh knowledgeable about like adobe premiere you're not gonna get it and you really see what's going on and how technical it really gets absolutely you're not gonna really understand you know the full and you uh, won't care. yeah you won't but that's why it's so important to communicate that absolutely. and I, I I'll, I'll end with this last i think this is very important uh this is a story brief story that i read online and it was that, and this is in terms of like pricing, yeah. right? And mm -hmm. and time and value. Okay. So a lady sits down, and um, Picasso, for example, is 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 sitting there painting. A lady sits down and asks Picasso, "Hey, you know, could you paint my portrait?" Yeah. He says, "Boom, boom, all right." Paints it. Takes five minutes to paint it. He said, "All right, that's going to be ten thousand dollars." Yeah. She says, ten thousand dollars. It only took you five minutes." He says, no, it took me my whole life to be able to paint this within five minutes, mm. right? Yeah. And so I say, I give that example, that story a lot to like the team and people that we work with because as a creative, no matter what you do, if you're an artist, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a photographer, whatever the case may be, you have yeah. to understand that it takes a lot of sweat equity for you Absolutely. to be able to come in here, understand lighting and understand what a golden hour is, understand what angle to get and where your hair, the, you know, the subject's hair Absolutely. needs to be. Um, and then for you to go back and already even have your presets or understand your way around Lightroom and Photoshop yeah. to a way where it does only may take you five minutes to create a beautiful photo. Absolutely. But how much time did it take you to get to that, that point. Export, expert level? That's something important that people don't really see you know what i'm saying on the back end they just see this beautiful photo or this video so <laughs> you know what's funny is uh when i got married we had we had two photographers we hired one but he uh he had emergency surgery so we ended up with two he hired two other people mm -hmm. and so my wife was like are you worried at all and i'm like nah, nah i'm good because i trust the guy who set it up right right and so the only time in my that whole day that I got work, I was worrying is um, 
We was outside. The sun is orange and it's beaming. And um, he has us in this middle of this field. So it's no trees so he can even get shade or whatever. And he puts the orange behind us, the sun behind us, excuse me. And it's beaming right in his camera. And he has us doing stuff. And I, I remember leaning on my wife and was like, these pictures probably going to be some trash. Like, just these sets. And I'm like, I just don't know why he would do that. And I said, you know what? Forget it, man. Like, I I saw the photographer was with me. I saw all of his pictures. You know, he's showing me some in his camera. I'm like, we good on them. So we're going to be happy. But these sets, right? Man, when I say Bruh knew exactly what he was doing. And them pictures was amazing. Wow. And the only thing I could think of was... All the years it took him, because it wasn't like, hey, I'm thinking about turning y'all this way. Let's see what we get. Mm -hmm. He knew. He was like, turn this way. No, that's too much. Right here at this angle. All right, this is where I'm going to shoot from. Trust me, you're going to love him. Mm. And I'm I'm pretty sure those pictures still my wife's. My, I've been married for over a year. It's still her uh, phone cover. Nice. It's still all of her pictures on social media. Nice. And she she's only... You know, at the end of the year, you can do like your top nine pictures. Mm -hmm. The girl didn't probably post five pictures in the last <laughs> two years. And three of them is those. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. But it's just amazing. So that's where equity that you was talking about is amazing. All yeah. right, man. Um, before we go, what you shoot with? We usually do this at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, we we a part of the Sony family. Oh, so, gosh. yeah, we got the A7S2. We got the, the AR3. We got the A6300 and then a variety of just lenses. So you yeah. love mirrorless. Yeah, I mean, with the video, um, it just makes sense for Absolutely. us to go mirrorless. Like you said, low light. It's, it's a low light beast. Things um, are beautiful, bro. Yeah. They really okay. are. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, we were part of the Sony family. Amazing, man. Yeah. Um, tell, tell everybody where they can find you. Give us your social media. Give us your website. Shout out your brothers. We yeah, gotta for sure. Oh, yeah. Here. Yeah, we're going to do it again. Yeah, so um, LloydVisuals.com is uh, our website, Lloyd Visuals, Lloyd with one L, so that's L-O-Y-D-V-I-S-U-A-L-S.com. Mm -hmm. um, same on Instagram and Facebook, at Lloyd Visuals, uh, Twitter, all that good stuff. Um, personally, you can find me on Instagram at Khalil.Lloyd, so that's mm -hmm. K-H-A-L-E-E-L dot L-O-Y-D. Um, yeah, check us out. Holler at me if you have any questions. I mean, I'm not hard to find. So hey, I appreciate uh, you having me. Uh, bro, the pleasure is mine. You definitely <laughs> come back. We got to have a... You're going to be back on two episodes, two podcasts. All right. All Trust right. me on that, that, man. Say thank, that. And thank you for coming, man. And shout out to another guest that was early. My man showed up. Even my terrible communication. My man showed up early. He was ready to go. And it's a beautiful thing. I love amen. when our people start showing up amen, on time amen. and early, man. I appreciate it, man. No doubt. We're going to holler at y'all next time. Peace.